Hey, what's up, good people? Welcome to another Fired Up KC episode. I'm your host, Zeke Wanganga, and I'm here today with my co-hosts. Z, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Are you excited for the episode today? Of course. I'm always excited. Yes, we're going to talk money money, so yes. I'm going to tell you what talk money money. Um, but the, the man I have today is another legend from KC. Um, he is the Vice President of Enterprise Bank. Please help me make welcome. Mr. Mark Vesola, how you doing, sir? Doing wonderful. You're Thank you for fresh. having me. Yeah, you're looking yeah, fresh. You're looking fresh. I had to bring my A game because I knew I was on your show. I didn't know I'd have also a fashion designer with us. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, I yes. at least went from a C maybe to a B level. Yep. You're no, you definitely went to A. A plus. A plus. A plus. Um, but for those who don't know who Mark is, uh, Mark Vesola is, give them just a brief bio. Sure. Your journey of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm not from Kansas City, okay. uh, but I feel like I'm an adopted child of Kansas City. Yes. I grew up in Same here. <laughs> and it's arms wide open, this wonderful yes. community. We'll talk yes. more of that, I'm sure. Uh, grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Um, went to school in Indiana. I did Teach for America for two years in Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, actually, okay. which is a cool experience. Um, my kids, uh, hopefully they learned a lot. I learned a lot in that experience. <laughs> yes. Um, I realized they didn't want to be a teacher. Uh, <laughs> and the nice thing about that is every job I've had since then, yes. it's easy. Wow. Every job I've had. Wow. And uh, wow. I graduated in 06, which was a, a great job market. Did two years in Teach for America, and then 2008 happened. And it was kind of, in a, in a way, similar to 2020, and that there was a huge yes. market disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, Hard to get a job, especially in finance. Banks had a lot of issues. A lot of people were laid off. Exactly. Big companies went under. And I was like, you know, I want to be an equity analyst on Wall Street. Right. Uh, I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, I, and I would talk to these companies like, we just fired half our analyst department. Wow. And I'm like, wow. so you're not hiring? It's <laughs> right. uh, not more space now? Right. <laughs> I'm here. I'll get coffee. It'll right. be great. Uh, that uh, was not in the cards. Uh, at that point, my wife and I had a child. We were living with my in-laws in Milwaukee, which was all things considered, not a terrible experience. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but I wanted to get out of my in-laws. Mm. So I uh, got a job at Barnes & Noble, which okay. was a ton of fun. Yes. I will sure. tell you, like, I like books. I like people. Yes. And it was a it was a cool environment to work in, but it wasn't going to make ends meet. Uh, yeah, so I got a job yeah. at a bank. It was a personal banker at a call center. Okay. I never meant to be in banking. Mm. Wow. It, it was wow. accidental. No I didn't study philosophy. Uh, I, excuse me, I didn't study finance. I studied philosophy and political science. Wow. Mm, okay. Um, you know, people say, well, what'd you want to do with that? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Why not? laughs> My parents said study finance, and so I said, mm, I'll show you. Um, <laughs> and now I, I'm in finance. Yeah. Although, awesome. I, they will say there's nothing I do that is, you know, rocket science. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, anyone who tells you what we do is complicated is. I mean, it's a lot of numbers. To yeah. There are a lot of numbers. Yes, so, I mean, you yes. got to be comfortable working with, with math. Yeah. But I tell you, most of it's on a calculator or an Excel spreadsheet. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's my Excel thing, yeah. <laughs> so, um, started working for a bank at a call center, got into the commercial side, which means I'm working with business owners. Okay. Um, and that's been a wonderful experience. Moved here in 2012 because the bank I was at was bought. Um, they needed help here in Kansas City, so I moved my family here. My wife loved it. Um, moved down to Prairie Village, where we've been ever since, um, and fall in love with Kansas City to the point where you know people would ask us, "Would you ever go back to Milwaukee or from mm. Chicago?" I'm like, "No. Really? Yeah. Why would I leave? Right. Um, uh, uh. It's got everything we want in this community. It's a tight knit yeah, community. There's awesome. only two degrees of separation from everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People want you to succeed. True. In general, you reach out to meet people, right. and they want to meet. 100%. They want to. They want to get to know you. Yeah. They care about your story and your right. background. Um, so that's been so powerful for, for what I do, especially yeah. where I'm trying to meet business owners and learn about what their hopes and dreams are and what they're yes. doing with their business. Right. Um, 
couldn't do it like I do it here yeah. in other, in other awesome. environments. That's great. So commercial banking is, is kind of the career I fell into. And every place I've gone, I've, I've found ways to, to progress and learn more and get more responsibility and to really be more myself. Exactly, 100%. 100%. That's, that's been, I, I will say, finding a bank that matched kind of, you know, lets me be me wasn't, wasn't the easiest thing yeah, because, yeah. you know, banking's an old institution and people yes. have ideas exactly. of how it should be done. Right. Mm, 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 um, but I, I found a, a good place, so yeah. I'm loving what I do. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so let me ask you this, because you were a teacher, right? I was. What were you teaching, and what would you say uh, <laughs> you learned from teaching that's helped me as a banker? Help me as a banker. So I was teaching eighth grade math and science. Oh, wow, okay. So okay. I, I studied philosophy and political science. Eighth grade math and science is, I can relearn the material. Yeah, right. yeah, High school, yeah, that'd be yeah. a bit of a stretch right. for me. Yeah, Although yeah, that's yeah. one of the positions they have problems filling, honestly, mm. the math and science exactly. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Huge yeah, yeah. demand for the STEM teachers. Um, what I learned that I apply to what I do today, um, how to Having listen. Having a bunch of kids running around. Patience. I was going to say, that, that requires so much multitasking. Oh, yeah, I'm like, sure. and, and I'm not good at that necessarily. Yeah. I, I can focus on one thing. Yes, yes. But when you got 24. That's a lot. And the kids know that you yeah. can focus on. And they're like, Mr. Basola. And they're looking around like, they're like, how did you just miss that? He hit me. I'm like, slow down. Right, right, I right. right. Um, I, I learned how to really listen, I yes, think, yeah. to understand okay. my students. Because once you actually understood their story and their background, yeah, where they yeah. come from, knew that you were vested in them right because there were a couple marks you know like they're like we've had a bunch of teachers come in like you who look like you and, and, and they stay and they, they, they leave and maybe they leave after three months yeah right. yes. so who are you are you gonna actually stick it out yeah right. yeah um, so really building rapport mm. okay. by listening with each of these kids that mattered to them and then yeah. they were more invested in the class right yeah. that was crucial and that's a, a skill I apply to the business owners I work with on a daily basis is that's being interested in yeah. them and their businesses that's yeah. awesome I feel like business and finances are like go together and that's really important a lot of business owner owners need to understand that what is your role when it comes to helping business owners you know with their business and projecting and increasing their sales yeah so we want to get to know them who they are as a person what their hopes and dreams are um, and 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 then figure out you know how do we help them get there and there's a couple ways mm. banks do it the first and foremost and the obvious one is capital right. exactly, exactly if they need yes. capital right um, we, we've got a lot of it and a lot of banks do right now it's mm. actually you know we're gonna talk a lot of businesses have problem exactly. with supply chains We've got a lot of supply right now. Mm. Our challenge is to put the money out the door. Right. Um, so we talk about, you know, how can we help you make your dreams come to, true? And, and part of that's capital. Part of it's connections, I will say, though. Mm. A lot of what I, I had a meeting yesterday with a business owner down in Lewisburg. And um, there wasn't any lending need directly. But yeah, he said, hey, I need someone who can help me. I need an accountant who can help me with this specific problem I have. I'm like, I got three people I can introduce you to. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, yeah, maybe interested in selling the business at some point. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to meet someone who would who, be interested in buying, who can maintain the culture. I have. I'm like, I know two or three people yeah. you should talk to. Yes. Um, so having that network uh, yeah. and being able to put that to work for my friends, mm -hmm. for my clients, for my prospects, for the community is a huge part of what we do. Right. Yes. It's, it's connecting the dots, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, I want to ask you this, because I think this is important, because um, through learning about the history of Kansas City, mm -hmm. I have I know that there is a disparity when it comes to um, the black community living yeah. on the east side of Truce. Yeah. And that goes back to the history of how those areas were built infrastructure-wise, um, finance-wise. Right. And when it comes to your uh, bank, Enterprise Bank, um, what do you think, do you know the history that goes back then, or uh, what do you guys do, you would think, um, to be able to kind of like create like equal access 
for everyone to get the, like you know the funding because mm-hmm. a lot right. of people need funding but they don't even know how to get it yeah so a lot of challenges exist particularly yeah. in kansas city that is a segregated community yes um as a bank we have a couple of initiatives we're working on mm-hmm. to try to break down barriers and make sure that everyone has access to capital yes okay. and i can go into detail if you, Couple of these. Just get a little bit in detail. Yeah. Yeah, Education is first and foremost what we're all about. So, education, and that's making sure that our employees are educated and that they have ways to grow up at the bank. So, we have a gateway to banking. So, a lot of people enter banking because, you know, hey, a job at a teller, you know, entry level position. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, I kind of like this. So, we've got education programs that, hey, if you want to get to be a branch manager to to progress in the bank, there are ways to do that. We want to make sure that people who want that yeah. have an access yeah, to no. that opportunity. Yeah, so that's okay. one program we have as a bank. Um, Enterprise University is something we do that's a really neat program. It's it's uh, free to anybody to attend these courses. They used to be right. in person hmm. pre-COVID. Yeah, and, pre-COVID. And yeah. One of the interesting things about COVID is now it's all online. Yeah. Wow. So whereas we can only have 20 people in attendance, now right. we can have hundreds. Right. Right. The limit. Yeah, and, and so what we're doing with that platform mm. is we're creating a platform, kind of like you've created a platform mm. and fired up. We're creating a platform yes. for uh, friends, partners, great leaders in the community to help other business owners learn or their employees. Yeah. Right. So there's courses on HR, marketing, sales, technology, IT, finance, uh, and just personal like wellness. Yeah, so yeah. we got people presenting on that. Um, and we'll find great people in the community okay. um, and give them that platform. So we've had people like Mike DeMeo of Crown CFO talk about cash flow, yes. which for some people is yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. Some people can be a little tedious. Um, we've had uh, Grant Gooding. Uh, yeah. Have you met yeah, Grant? Yeah. I, I haven't met him, but I've heard of him. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Grant uh, talked yes. about brand psychology um, yes. and, and very fascinating. Like every time you talk to him, you learn something. Mm. Wow. So we give you know him or Katie Lord, who mm. works with him, mm. on uh, donor motivation and giving for not-for-profits. Right. Wow. wow. So that's, again, that's free to anyone who wants to attend. Mm. It can be for wow. other bankers if they wanted to attend. You know, yes, we're not, yes. we're looking to make rising tide raises all boats. And we want to make the community better. We want our business owners to have more education so they can be better business owners and help their employees too. Mm. So that's a big pillar of what we do. Um, I'd say DEI is a big part of what we do. Um, we want to make sure that our employees have uh, kind of uh, affinity groups yes. so they make sure that they know that right. hey, bankers don't just look like this. Right. They can look like other things. Yes. And, and, and that's a subtle way that access can be challenging, quite honestly. Exactly. I mean, you think about just like promotion within a bank, you're like, well, who, I, who do I know? That's who I want to, you know? Mm. But is your, is your network really truly equitable? Has been right, built out. Right. Do you know people who maybe don't live where you live mm. or belong to that's your true. country club? You know? Um, so that's part of the game as, okay. as well, is making sure we got a resource group for all different types of employees so yes. they, they have connections that's and they great. can have communication with the bank so that they know that, hey, this is a place for everyone. Right. Yes, yes. Fundamental. Wow. Mm. And I will, I will tell you as a bank, we've had some success in lending into Truce Community along yes. the Truce Corridor doing re- real estate development because we've had some bankers who got to know the community and, right. and the business leaders in that community. Mm. If they hadn't forged those relationships, probably wouldn't be putting money there. It's, it's so crucial that we're exactly. doing that, that yes. we're knowing yes. Yes. people throughout Kansas City, not just Johnson County exactly. or yes. Wyandotte. Right. We're, we're talking to people all over, Grain Valley, Lone Jack, yes. North Kansas City. Yes. We want to have connections, friendships really, yeah. Right. Yeah. all over the community. Mm. Um, now, we're a bank, so we lend money, obviously. For sure. Community development is a huge part of what we do. So mm. we have 1.5 billion assets. We're a $13 billion bank. We were That's $10 billion. Money, money. Right. <laughs> we're growing. We're a growing yeah. institution. We're not huge, um, but we're growing. To give you some kind of uh, framework, commerce, I think it's 26. UMB is 24. 
B of A is like $3 trillion. Wow. <laughs> in assets. Wow. So, you know, there's mega big banks, money center banks. There are community, like regional players, and there are local banks. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you have a diversity of these banks. Yeah. I really think that's important. You've got really good regional players, like I've mentioned, and you've got some smaller banks, too, because those banks will do a better job of filling in different needs. Right. Um, that's great. Yeah. So we 1.5 billion in assets are in community development, which means new market tax credits, which are tax advantage loans in, okay. in certain tracts of the community mm -hmm. that have been designated as, hey, these are low income census tracts. We okay. want to make sure money's being directed into these neighborhoods. Right. Mm -hmm. um, then there's just small business lending. Uh, okay. There's uh, other types of lending into these communities. So we want to make sure we're putting our, our money where our mouths are. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, as a bank. Yeah. So. I'm sure our listeners are wondering, mm -hmm. what's the process as a business owner, you know, coming to you, or what resources do you have, you know, is it certain businesses you work with, commercial, kind of give us, give yeah. us an understanding of that. We're looking to work with good people. Mm. Awesome. It's plain and simple. At the end yeah. of the day, we want to work with yeah. good people. Um, many people will first interact with the bank because of a branch. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's our branch at 18th and Main. They'll walk into and say, hey, I need access to capital. And the branch manager will say, so what, how much do you need? What's your business? Help me understand. And they'll direct them depending on the size of the business and where they need to go. Right. I'm working with businesses that are usually anywhere five, ten million revenue and up. Typically, okay. that conversation doesn't start there. Mm. Right. Um, but a lot of small businesses, you know, yeah, that's that's where it's going to start. And the branch manager can sometimes handle it. They'll get them in touch with a head of business banking okay. as well, who can help. And we're kind of, you know. I'm coming across opportunities that are in their area, so I'm like, yes. all right, come talk to Jess Nala. Let's right, go talk to her, and right. she can help you on the business bank. Or yes. this is Mike Hoover at the branch. He can help. And often they're saying, hey, this is more of a commercial opportunity. Talk to Mark Basola mm. and, and, and see what we can do. Yeah. Um, so a lot of meetings, getting to know people, <laughs> figuring out how can we help, what's yeah. the story, yeah. and um, how do we help these businesses thrive. Mm. Awesome. And I, I think that's like a, a change in... Um, a way that a bank has been run mm -hmm. um, compared to what we've had maybe a decade ago sure. where it's just restricted in this right, one area right, right. and expanded to see who else is out there who needs mm. help mm -hmm. you know and I think that's important being able to venture out to ask what can we help with and not oh, just yeah. saying I know one two people that's who we're gonna focus on right right so it's is it has it been an intentional thing for uh, your bank to do that or is it something that started recently mm. It's a good question. Our bank, is, I think, is only 32, 33 years old. Okay. There, there is a moral obligation might be too strong, but for lack of a better, to, to make sure you're extending credit to the entire community, mm -hmm. that you're out networking with everyone, yes. and that you're not just staying in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we are very intentional about that as a bank to make sure we're, we're, we're getting to know everyone in the Kansas City community, mm -hmm. to how we can be a resource to help the community thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about in the end, is we want to have a, a thriving community. I want Kansas City to be the best community yes. it can possibly be. Right. Ooh, let's go. Exactly, and we, we play a role in, within the, the banking that's very important, but beyond that, again, we want to make sure that good people know good people, mm -hmm. and so that way we all win. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things or struggles that you've seen business owners when it comes to finances? There's, uh, you were going to maybe talk about the economy later, but right now, <laughs> yes. the, the struggle is real for yes. business owners, right. um, yes. and you know, I, I love getting on the phone with a business owner, and they can be real with you, because that's sure. how I learn, mm -hmm. you know, um, by hearing their stories, but Right now, it's can I get access to talent mm -hmm. is, is one of the main yes. challenges yes. I am hearing. It's, yeah, it's a competitive it's job market, and it's a strange job market, mm -hmm. too. Right. Um, I, I came across an article in the Wall Street Journal that said there's about 4.3 million workers who were there before COVID who are no longer engaged wow. in the market. And right. it's like, wh where True. did they go? True. Right. Um, some of these were early retirees. They just said, we're out. 
you know, we've had enough. I'm tired. Yes. I've got enough. I, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, hang it up and, yes. and, and I'll live frugally from now on, but I don't need any more of the work environment. Exactly, yes. But then you've got people who've struggled to enter, and I don't have any answers as to why, but there are a number of like, um, blue-collar workers haven't re-entered in the way you'd expect. And that's a surprise to me because there's a lot of opportunities in the blue-collar sector. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You hear about need in the construction industry. You hear about, you can't get truckers right now. Right. You know, where, where you have a problem with logistics and getting right. stuff from the coasts to anywhere, usually it's on a truck. Yes, Sometimes it's on a yes. train, but usually on a truck but there's a shortage of truck drivers. Mm -hmm. um, and then women have not re-entered the workforce right. as, as, in the amount that you would expect. And there's gotta be some factors behind that too um, that, are, that are challenges. But that's, that's first and foremost an, an issue that we're yeah. seeing for our business owners is getting talent. Yeah. So my question is, how has your role or your position shifted with business owners and your connection in the midst of COVID? I know that's struck in. 2020 was a crazy year. It was. Right. Uh, in so many ways. Right. Um, for the business owners I work with at first in March and April, they were just like trying to process what is happening? Mm -hmm. What is happening and where will this go? Because yes, it wasn't yeah. clear. I mean, if you take what happened from mid-March to mid-April and you extend that through the rest of the year, we're all out of business. Right. Every, you know, there's no revenue. Right. I, I had clients, their revenue went to zero. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they were just kind of talk that through and like, what do I do next? How do I adapt? Where can I find revenue? Mm -hmm. And so as a bank, we're sitting there talking to our clients, listening, providing ideas, uh, providing connections, like I said. That's, that's a part of what we're doing. And then uh, it became really real when the Paycheck Protection Program got rolled out in April, May. Mm -hmm. And we were basically extending grants that became equity into these businesses for right. them to continue to operate and not have to lay off employees. Right. Yes, yes. And that was, that was crazy. But it was, it was a neat experience in that, you know, our clients, they were coming to us. Prospects mm -hmm. who knew us, maybe their bank wasn't being mm -hmm. responsive. Yeah. Right, this is actually right. an area where smaller banks shined. Mm -hmm. right. and, and big banks, they weren't able to catch up. And right. everyone at first said, you know, small banks are gonna go out of business with this PPP thing. That was what I had read. There was big concern that the big banks would figure it out really fast. Yeah. And, and small banks, but that's not what happened. Right. It was the smaller community players that really filled in yes. and ran circles around the wow. mega banks. And again, that capital was vital to those yes, businesses right. to continue to mm -hmm. make sure they didn't have to lay off employees. Uh, and that made 2020, you know, at that point, then things started to stabilize, revenues stabilized, and, and people said, okay, there's light at the end of this tunnel. Um, so that was, that was part of the role we yeah, played then yeah. was just, man, yeah, I mean, we're there for in you. In the outlet, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. It was definitely a dreadful year. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the, the economy, like we're talking about, I think I saw news yesterday, and it was talking about how there is about over 75,000 Americans who quit their job just because they're like, I'm not going back in again. Yeah, 2020, they're afraid of like not having um, job security because yep. 2020 kind of opened everyone's eyes like, yo, I could be laid off in a second. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, uh, I don't know where the economy is moving in, in towards that, but what do you think would be um, like when it comes to that, what mm -hmm. is your thoughts on that? And like, do you think there's a solution to that or how can we go about that? Treat your employees well. Yeah, You don't have a business, you don't have employees, so true, take true. care of that. Um, some of the businesses I admire the most, frankly, view their client almost as secondary to their employee because they realize mm. if we make our employees happy, they're going to yeah. take better care. Now, it's using right. a service industry, but mm. knowing how to take care of your employees and create a great environment where they want to show up and they know that their, their employer's behind them, right. that allows them to really take care of the client. Right. That's, that's amazing. So I'd say take care of the employee first. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think a lot of business owners are finding that they need to pay more to be competitive. Exactly. Just because there's, mm -hmm. talent is scarce. Oh yeah, yeah. supply it's and demand. Up. <laughs> 
So, I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of cries for higher minimum wage, higher minimum wage, and some states started to enact it. Now the market's caught up, uh, yeah. and now it's being exceeded. I mean, right. I have uh, manufacturers, distributors, they're talking $18 an hour starting salary, sign-on bonuses. Wow. Right. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of yeah, yeah, what yeah. I've heard and what I'd say. Because mm -hmm. um, I think, too, with, like, there's a lot of fear of recession, I would say, um, when it comes to the gas prices going up. Oh, yeah. Um, what oh, are yeah. your thoughts on the economy? Because I feel like the stock market is dreading right now. Not oh. in a political way at all, but more in an analytic, analytic um, finance, financial way. You say. Yeah, so I'm of two minds right now. Mm. We're at all-time highs yeah. in the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bitcoin just hit an all-time high last week, mm. which is oh wow, okay, it's it's back up. It's back up after yeah. Elon Musk almost trashed it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, stronger than ever. Yeah, okay. Um, energy prices are starting to soar okay. uh, as a major concern. Inflation is a yes, real thing. Yes, inflation it is. Yes. You know, sure, it, sure. we're seeing it in little ways. You see it in big ways. Uh, home prices continue to climb. Mm -hmm. Is is mm -hmm. going to be an issue? I mean, affordability of housing right. is a problem we're going to talk talk about in the community. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different factors. I mean, what happened in 2020 is the Fed basically started just putting tons of money into the market, pumping up asset prices mm -hmm. in any way it can. Mm -hmm. And that stabilized things. But there's, there's a price to pay because yeah. if there's a lot of money, inflation can follow. It yes. should follow. Yeah. I think that was one of the head scratchers of the past years. Where's the inflation? Mm -hmm. right. And finally, I think in the past month, I think it was maybe 5.6% for the month. I mean, now we're seeing inflation really kind of kick into gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will it tamper down a lot of the economists think actually no this is this is a temporary increase mm. Mm. but if it's not <laughs> so it's how does problem yeah so how does that work with you know the job wages they are going up you know is mm -hmm. that something that you think is going to stay or you don't want to change how does that help you know with employees and stuff like that like how is that i'm just worried <laughs> it's a million dollar question is yeah. you asking how does this play out right yeah, yeah. yeah. what's the end game with this <laughs> what is end game yeah uh I don't have a great ready answer for mm. you. Yeah, I, I, what are your thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> you know, keep your head on a swivel. Right. Kind of what I, my, what I say to business owners is, yeah. you know, yeah. pay attention. Keep right. talking to your pay peers, attention. your yeah. friends, other business owners. What are they seeing? And, and talk to, read a lot of articles and talk to economists and people who are kind of focused on the data as well. Right. Yeah. And factor that all into how you're going to operate. I think every business owner has to have in their mind, if they don't have an actual budget, which ideally they do, they have to have something in their mind of, you know, if this happens, what do I do? Right. Mm -hmm. if, if inflation kicks up, do I increase pricing? Mm -hmm. Do the cost of inputs, do the cost of my goods go up or oh, yeah. not? I mean, and that's the other thing you mentioned, we mentioned labor, mm -hmm. but the other problem we're having right now, uh, my business owner having is uh, cost of goods, just yeah, getting inventory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting some equipment, especially if it's made ab in China, if it's yeah, made yeah. coming through the port of LA, right. it's tough. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say, you know, Keep reading, keep 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 your eyes open because whatever happens, it's going to come fast. I mean, yeah. it's possible we see it just kind of slowly, steady. Right. But it's also possible things could get rocky. And at some point, you know, we're due for a recession. We had one with COVID, but that was what they call an exogenous one. Mm. That was because of outside factors yeah, affecting the not, market. Yeah. Everything, the fundamentals were decent mm -hmm. right. back in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I mean, back in 2020, like a lot of people thought the market was going to crash, but like. Funny enough, a lot of companies are really good. Amazon was. Oh, yeah. Tesla. Definitely. Took off. Chipotle. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> within, yeah. within the rest, right. I kept Chipotle afloat myself. Oh, yeah. My family, yeah, exactly. So. Um, <laughs> Some people were well positioned for it. Some yeah. businesses were in a great place to thrive. DoorDash, right. Uber. Even Zoom. They were all yeah. Zoom. Technology yes. businesses. Yeah, yes. exactly. Which is 
like the future, right? Right. Because that's where things are going more. Right. Um, but this might be the last question for me. Sure. But, um, I want to ask this. Um, as um, I, I consider myself at the tail end of a millennial because I was born in '95, which yeah. is like the last year for millennials. But um, I see myself at Gen Z. I'm at the front end. Yeah, you. Like, yeah, so you're the, like you are the front end. Yeah. So, Vanguard of millennials. Um, as you know, a vice president of a bank, um, what is is there some structured things you're doing? You guys are doing in terms of being able to care to us Gen Zs? Because um, I was talking with mm. a lady today, and she was talking about how um, boom, uh, boomers are like saying like Gen Zs and millennials are always lazy and all that. Right. right. Are you guys putting your ears to the ground and seeing how? Mm. Are you guys seeing what can help the Gen Zs or millennials right. be able to grow? I think it's in part getting to know mm. that and how they work and operate because it is a little bit different yeah okay. and i will say our banks are pretty good in that i work from home now i think mm. for some banks they've brought people back in but they understand that some employees work really well from home if they're able to if they're lucky enough to be able to have that that that's a way and i work at different hours now mm -hmm. you know i'm i was we were emailing last night yes, at 9, yes. 9 p.m yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's right. a, before covid i usually wasn't doing that <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my yeah. hours have become a little bit odder and yes, i'm working yes. at strange hours and during the day i'm finding time for Keeping the household afloat, right. making sure yes. you're doing grocery shopping yes. at 4 p.m. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's getting to understand the generation. It's mm -hmm. getting, because let's be honest, if we don't hire well, if we don't hire the next generation, we're out of business. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. True. So it's finding what they're looking for from an employer mm -hmm. and finding ways to then uh, make sure they're getting access to it. And a lot of that, frankly, is, is getting access to other people in the bank, learning how they built their careers and how then you have a future at this bank. And this is how you can achieve that future. Right making sure they understand that. So there's training program we provide, yeah, uh, internships okay. that we give. Okay. And then we want to hire those interns. If yeah. they work out, we want to find ways to get them plugged into the bank because they already know the culture. And if they were hired as an intern, they probably are a good cultural fit for the bank. Yes. Um, they like people, they're good with people, and they're the representative of the communities that we work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any more questions? Ah, uh, no. I, I'll sit here all day and talk. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but I mean, because I think another thing too is like uh, there has been a boom in the entrepreneurship in Kansas. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. I um, I think Kansas is like the future of entrepreneurship. I think it's the like top five when it comes to fastest growing entrepreneurship mm -hmm. um, cities in the U.S. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you do. Are you guys playing a major role in that, or we're trying to? Mm -hmm. So it, we play in different ways. Because if you came to me and said, "Hey, I got a new business and I need a loan," I'd say, "Well, let's talk." Right. Because when I give a loan, we need to have. You know, we look at assets, cash flow, and personal wherewithal mm -hmm. are three factors we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And we never want to give a business a loan if we don't think we can get paid back. Because right. that's not that's not good for us. It's not good for you. Right. Why would yeah. we do that? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's really cool about our bank is it's never a no. Mm -hmm. It's it's here's what we need to see right. to get to where you want to be. Mm. And that okay. that's a fundamental change because it's it's more respectful of the exactly. person. Nope, sorry, go away. I don't right. you're not worth my time. Yeah, wow. Okay. No, it's hey, let's let's talk and see here's what we would need to see mm. for you to make sure you have access to capital. Banks only play a part of that because startups also know that it's more expensive, but sometimes you know, friends and family, getting yes. getting uh, getting money from investors, right. you know, venture right. capital. KC Rise is doing a wonderful job here. Mm -hmm. We need more. We need right. more. We need more successful business people. Mm. Uh, also, reinvesting in the community. And we've got a exactly. few wonderful ones doing it right now. Mm -hmm. It's just exciting. We need more. Exactly. We need more reinvestment in terms of equity. And then the banks, 
making sure that they're tapped into the entrepreneurial scene right. yes. so that, that when they need it. I mean, and everyone needs a bank in some exactly. way. They need a place sure. to put cash, yes. not putting yeah. it on the mattress. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're but, nothing in a hole. In but it's the like, hey, so how do we get a line of credit? Well, it's like, let me see this and this, and we can start with, you know, 25000 And, right. you know, it's kind of like a training program. And then you're up to 100 and then you've got a full, fully working line of credit. Yes. And then you need yes. to buy a building, and the bank knows you. That's awesome. So it's easier to extend credit when you know right. him because you're like, it's it's Zeke. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we already know him. We have a relationship. Yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. And you know, I think it's rare to find they, what they call like a handshake. Hand, mm. Handshake. Back in the day, it's like, hey, you're good for it. Yeah, right. you're good for it. Yeah. You know, yep. regulation makes it a little bit more challenging these days, but we want to make sure there's that kind of feel where, hey, right, comfortable. You know, yeah. I know him. My credit officer knows yes. Zeke. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Right. How can we help him achieve his dreams right. and grow his business? Because that's how we win as a bank, is we're making good people win. Exactly. Right. Awesome, awesome. Uh, one question yes. for me. What yeah. education resources do you guys offer? Yeah, in terms of uh, how to work with the bank or... Funding more so? Yeah, so often it's going to be uh, going to our website. There's information there. You can okay. find about, you know, what would you need to get a loan? Right. Or it's talking right. to a branch manager. Is one thing. Our, we have an enterprise university course on that okay. as well, cool. okay. helping entrepreneurs understand. You know, what would it look like yes. to to work with a bank, and how does that work? We don't want it to be a mystery because that's mm -hmm. right, right. It needs to be easy. Yes. I think that's one of the things. You know, twenty twenty <laughs> access, and you know, right. why is Amazon such a great company? Because I don't have to enter my information every time. Exactly. Like, there's no barriers. It's right. just so easy. Yeah. Convenience. Wow. Convenience. And yes. a bank that's doing mm -hmm. it well is making banking so easy that mm. it's like, why would I work with anyone else? Mm. There's no barrier. It's exactly. And um, you know, we're getting better. Banks are slow to adopt technology in general. Mm -hmm. We're getting better. Mm. We need to get better as yeah. an institution and finding ways to employ technology to right. make it easier to share information. Yes. Right. Um, you know, every client I have, if they've got a loan, we say, hey, we need to see your financials. to make sure we understand how the business is doing. Exactly. And that we understand your business. Right. You know, is it going to be submitted via email? Can you submit it through a portal? We need to make it easier, well, and I think there's solutions we're seeing from entrepreneurs often mm -hmm. that are going to make it easier for, for banks to interact with their clients. Right. And that'll be a trend that'll continue. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, before we uh, go to the game section, I want to uh, ask you to give a plug of uh, your social media or how they can get in contact with you and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a great Twitter follower. I'll be I'll be <laughs> honest. I'm not a huge social media person, but I am on Twitter. I'm normally tweeting about like. Business or yes. football? Yeah, and that's <laughs> at Mark Dash Basola, but okay. you can disregard that. LinkedIn is my primary, okay. my primary jam. I'm on LinkedIn quite often, sharing, yes. uh, following, fired up KC, and great people like Zeke. So uh, yes. I'm on LinkedIn, Mark Basola. Check me out. And, awesome, uh, yeah. awesome. I'll have that right in the description. Um, yeah, but um, I want us to do a game section. I want to ask you this: five top leaders in KC for you. Hmm. <laughs> top leaders. <laughs> We talked about him earlier, but I'll start with Scott. Yeah, Scott Havens, Scott Havens uh, yeah, kind of a, the godfather of yes. connections in Kansas City. Wow. I met him probably two years into being here, and his approach to business really changed the way I approach business. And uh, that it was about how can I help other people win? That fundamental right, mind right. shift that doesn't always exist. Yeah. Um, mm. So learning from him has been a wonderful resource. Um, so he's he's first and foremost because he's affecting yeah. me so personally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me think of some other business leaders that I'd like to highlight. Um, Terry Dunn comes to mind. Okay. I've right. only met Terry once. He probably okay. wouldn't pick me out of a crowd, but I'd mentioned uh, successful business people who've redeployed capital into the community mm -hmm. and have helped the community grow. He's mm -hmm. I mean, That's great. and I'm on a board of not-for-profit restart. We work with the homeless population. Our building wow. is at uh, 918 9th Street, downtown. It's, a, okay. it's across the highway, but J.E. Dunn's headquarters is right there. Right. J.E. Dunn's always been a wonderful partner oh, yeah. through the foundation, the organization, okay. the employees. Um, 
so the charitable minded of, of Terry and that the business that ca that's carried over and that's helped restart quite honestly. So mm -hmm. uh, Terry's wonderful. Um, two, yeah. I got two, <laughs> so I need I need three more yes. business leaders. Um, <laughs> Make you think of a fee here. <laughs> yeah, darn. I, sh I should have come more prepared for this. <laughs> um, while you're thinking on that, um, while I'm thinking on that, let me uh, let me ask you this: um, What are three top businesses for you in KC? Um, three top businesses for you that you are you like what they're doing, where they where you go eat or where you go do whatever you yeah, do. Yeah, that's great. You like what they're doing. Well, I mean, yeah, they just won the small chamber business of the award, uh, business oh. of the year. But Charlie Hustle, it's Charlie a cool Hustle. brand. Yeah, uh, Chase yeah, has done a wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. job with yes, that, yes, repping yes. KC. Exactly. Um, so that's 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 a great business that's mm -hmm. homegrown, and I think it's going to continue to do wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, some other cool businesses that you should know about. You know, there's so many good b businesses that maybe you, you, sh you wouldn't interact with. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's a good one. Though. I, you know, there's so many. Here's the challenge. I'm like, I want to yes. highlight, yeah, um, highlight some some of the best. Right. Uh, another one that was highlighted by the uh, chamber in their small business award is Pro Athlete up, mm, up in the okay. Northland. Okay. okay. They were an early adopter of um, online commerce. They oh. got into e-commerce back in the early 2000s, and they're wow, selling okay. baseball bats oh, and wow. gloves. Um, but they got into that pretty early, and they've done a wonderful job of adapting through time. It's it's a great business, and employees, I will tell you, love working there. Wow. That's great. When they when they when they post for a position like a CFO, yes. I think they get like a hundred applications. It's something crazy. Wow. wow. It's like they don't need to hire a recruiter; they're their own recruiter because right. they've created a wonderful work culture. Yes. Really neat business that probably can't be talked about enough. Um, you know. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think within the construction scene. <laughs> you know Josh Living. Yeah. And, and what he does yes, with, with, yes. with Empowered. Empowered. I mean, yeah, really yeah. neat in the blue collar world. He's built a really neat business. He kind does. of a missionary for that business, but also for awesome. finding ways to get people in, into the blue collar trades. Yes. I mean, you've been on his podcast. Speaking of Josh, because um, I, I went to his podcast and mm -hmm. at his building, they have like a gym in the office. And I'm like, oh, wow. they are getting ripped while they're working. And I'm like, yeah, get out that frustration. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, right? They're like pumping boys. I'm like, okay, right. I want to I right. get with this. Yeah, right? um, but anyways, thank you again, Mark, for coming yeah. on the show. Yes. It's been phenomenal chat and just being able to kind of learn from you and kind of right. hear your perspective. I mm -hmm. think that's important because um, conversation is important. We yeah. learn from each other just from mm -hmm. um, talking Swapping, and yeah. you know learning. So thank you again for coming. Hey. Um, it's yeah. been an honor. Pleasure to be um, here. We're going to close out the show uh, with my co-host Z here. Yeah. Phenomenal. On yes. This, episode. this has um, been great. Thank you guys for tuning in today. It's been another Final Case episode. And you know what to do. Go to YouTube at Final KC, uh, uh, what's it called? Spotify. Uh, and they can go to Roku at Kim Young TV. And you know who it is. It's your host, Zeke Wanganga, and I got my co-host. Z, hey guys. And you know what to do. Uh, stay fired up. Uh, don't give up. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Pow. Peace out.